0: Asherita Chu Chu is a best-selling author, national speaker, and missional entrepreneur, but that's not all. She is as well a wife, a mom, daughter, sister, and friend, and she calls herself a recovering perfectionist. This morning, really looking forward to connecting with the author of a new illustrated book for children called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. Asherita, welcome to the morning conversation.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's my joy to be here.
0: Yeah. We're going to talk about the ministry that God's given you. We're going to talk about current book that you've not too long ago released. But we want to first get to know you as a sister in Christ. We always do that for people when they come on the morning conversation. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear about your love relationship with Jesus, how you came to know him and fall in love with him.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's quite a story, so I'll try to make it short. But (laughs) I grew up as a missionary kid in Romania, and it was like watching the Book of Acts come to life, Mm. Um, just seeing God work in incredible ways, powerful ways to transform entire communities um, Mm. of Roma to come to know him and love him. Um, And, you know, I grew up in a Christian family even before that, even before we went to the mission field. So Jesus has always been a part of my life. But that those 10 formative years that I spent on the mission field with my parents, um, it just radically transformed how I see God, that he's not just the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament. um, He is living and active and he is involved in the world today. And he invites each of us to be on an adventure on mission with him. And so that has become my life purpose it it comes from my name actually i have a unique name Mm -hmm. Um, asherita means god is my happiness Uh and so that's become my ministry that i would help people enjoy jesus through creative, consistent time in His Word, through difficult seasons, through changes that might come, um, just clinging to the constant that is uh, Christ in us, the hope of glory.
0: Asherita, there's plenty of times that people would have a story—not so much a mission field, but maybe, but for sure, like Christian home—but they didn't end up where you are, still loving Jesus. As you think about your journey, what would you say was some difference makers for you in terms of allowing you to grow up in that? Kind context and walk away with your own faith.
1: It is 100% the grace of God, Mm. and I don't say that lightly. I share the highlights of life on the mission field with my parents and my family, and that's not where the story ends. My parents' marriage fell apart. It was messy, broken season of our life. Every reason you could think of that would cause me and my siblings to walk away from Jesus, we had each and every one of them. Mm. And the only thing that keeps us close to Him is the fact that He's the one who chases us down. He's the shepherd who. Leaves the flock and and chases down the lost sheep. I have this quote above my desk. I'm looking at it right now. It says, bind my wandering heart to thee. So every time that I am prone to wander, it would be easier or it would be more convenient or I'm just so tired. I'm so hurt by the church. There's so much going on. It is God's magnetic love that pulls me back in. It is his grace that has kept me close truly is the only the only thing I can point to. It's all of him and not anything that I've done. And honestly, I, I'm so grateful for my parents that they gave me a love of Jesus and a knowledge of God's word from a young age, but it really isn't anything they did <laughs> either. Um, it, it truly right. is God's relentless grace that chases us down.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting because no one's perfect, but yet the strong themes throughout the Bible is God's working through imperfect people. Without those imperfect parents, you would have had to get the gospel a different way, but they were the, the tools that God used to expose you to truth.
1: And I appreciate too throughout my childhood that they were so quick to share stories of God's faithfulness, of his provision. And part of it is that they were in Romania. My dad was pastoring churches during communism. Like they had to escape during communism. There's like life-threatening situations. And so I grew up on these stories of God's relentless faithfulness, his provision, his protection, his presence. And so the Bible came to life in day-to-day interactions. And for that, I'm still grateful. And, and those are stories I still tell my kids. And they modeled for me how I can share not just theology with my children, but share my own Jesus stories. Like, here's where God was my protector. Here's where he shined light in such a dark situation in my life. Mm-hmm. And he wants that for you, too.
0: Asherita, just one more question in, in your story and your upbringing. And so as you look back at your parents, they knew Jesus they were ministering for Jesus, they were being used by Jesus in the lives of people, something went awry. That uh, caused them to make choices and decisions that were counter. Could have, you know, cratered your faith. By God's grace, it didn't.
1: And I will say, like, my parents' story is their own. And they right. each have their own story. Like, it, it shook out differently for each of them. And my mom is still walking with Jesus. Like, she lives close by. We enjoy a really close relationship. Probably the biggest theme. And this is something that God has... Um, graciously walked out with me over the past 10 years too, is in my own life, the danger of pride. Mm-hmm. Like when I feel like I am in a good, okay place, mm-hmm. when I don't feel like I'm dependent on his presence, on his daily word for my life, when I can coast on my own and on my own strength, that's when I start getting in trouble. <laughs> and that's something that looking back, I can see as I think a theme and a motif lean not on your own understanding, right? But in all your ways, acknowledge Him. It's living in this desperation day by day. And when I depart from that, that's when I struggle with sin in my life. That's when I'm prone to wander. It's when I depart from Him. Even now, as I'm a mom and a wife, now I am part of a ministry and and part of what God's doing in my life that has been, frankly, just one of my biggest prayers is that God would keep me close to his heart. Uh, and when ministry becomes more important than the solid marriage and relationship with children, that's not something to to cheer on. And I think in, in the past, and especially on the mission field, like, it can be super isolating and you can give 24-7 to missions and it's never enough. Um, so, those are all things that with wise counsel and and mentors in my life, we're seeking to set up um, just some boundaries to stay healthy. Um, and when I'm not uh, last year. Was a huge output year. We launched two books, mm. and my husband was like, Hey, time to slow down. Like, mm. <laughs> you're pouring out at a pace that you cannot keep up, and this is not healthy. So, even just having people who can, we're humble enough to receive their wisdom and their input to say, Okay, this is a year of slowing down, a year of recovery, a year of rest. Ministry will continue to happen. God is still at work. His spirit mm. is still working. It's not the Asherita show. <laughs> Be humble enough to slow down and, and to have your soul at rest with
0: him. Asherita, you have a ministry for women called One Thing Alone. I would like to get a little quick overview
1: so one thing alone comes from the story of jesus with mary and martha and it's well known to any woman who spent any time in church and martha usually gets a bad rep. i think she mm. is actually an amazing woman mm. and we see her so in this story she's like jesus don't you care that i'm trying to do all this work and mary's just sitting here listening she like tell her to get up and and like pull her weight and but jesus looks at her and says with so much love martha martha you are busy and bothered by so many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part, and I'm not going to take it away from her. <laughs> um, and, and that heart of, um, there are so many things competing for our time, for our attention. If we grew up in church, we know that reading the Bible and prayer are important, but it just, it falls down the list of priorities. And it feels like even sometimes we do out of sense of obligation or duty. Um, and that was where I was in 2013, just kind of grappling with why does this feel stale? And why does reading the Bible, frankly, feel boring? <laughs> and, and how do I get back to this heart of one thing alone, only one thing is necessary. So, out of that sense, heart in that space, One Thing Alone Ministries was born to help women enjoy Jesus through creative and consistent time in his word. And going back to Martha, like we see her later, her whole family's throwing a party for Jesus to celebrate that Lazarus is back from the dead and Jesus is the guest of honor. And we see Martha serving with a happy heart we see that she took Jesus' words to heart and she continues to serve how God created her, but her heart is in a different place. There's joy in her. Um, so that's why I said, I think she gets a bad rep. Like Jesus tenderly corrected her and her heart was open and she received that. And, and then we see, okay, this is how it's done. Mary's there serving too. Martha's serving with joy. They're all having a blast in a party. And I think that is the life of joy that Jesus invites us to.
0: Asherita, every year on uh, my bridge, we have a spiritual focus this year, we're calling it daily 20 and 23. So it's spending 20 minutes a day with God. I would love to hear a little bit of your journey of getting to the place where you spend that daily time with God and what difference it's made.
1: My perspective on this might be a little bit different than your typical guest, because I grew up again in a Christian family and in my high school years, like my daily quiet time was two or three hours. Like dad taught me how to do Greek and Hebrew word studies (laughs) I'd have the concordances out. Like it truly was such an an incredible, intense season of intimacy with Christ. And that's when I truly experienced like just the transformation of being in his presence, that it wasn't about checking something off a right. list. And then life got busy. And I'll tell you what, like my desire to have two or three hours with God was still there, but five minutes in, I would fall asleep. I could you not. Like I was so sleep deprived. So I was in the season of like, what does this look like? In the busyness, I don't want to wait 20 years until my kids leave my home to go back to this idyllic quiet time scenario. I need to figure out what time with God looks like when there is no quiet. When we look in the Psalms, there's so many ways for us to approach God with with singing, with worship. I think there's value in studying scripture inductively um and so looking for habits that i can weave into the day day by day um that are creative they're different maybe it's listening to the bible in the car listeners are listening to this and they're like you know 20 minutes is a stretch i just want to encourage you to aim for that work towards that like if you're in a season where you can't do that god is pleased with your five minutes if five minutes is all you have but if you have two hours to watch netflix shows then you probably have more than the five minutes okay <laughs> and then it's a matter of the heart right. but i love that jesus looks at the widow's might and says she has given all she has and she's given more than those who've given much so whatever season you're in give god your all because time with jesus is always time well spent
0: asherita you've written books for women but uh, you've got different focus on one of your latest books. It's focused on children, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids. Where did that come from?
1: Yeah, well, this book was a little different in that my publisher approached me and said, hey, would you take Unwrapping the Names of Jesus, which is an Advent devotional, and create a resource for children from here? Because we've seen a lot of families use it, the Advent devotional, and they they wanted something to introduce their children to rich theology from a young age. And do that through the names of Jesus. So, honestly, this is one of the hardest books. I've ever had to write because it's short, it's 600 words, and you're writing both for a child and for the adult who's reading it. I wanted it to be a a book that children discover, uncover the beauty of Jesus' names, but also that parents can meditate. So um, we created a story. There's a little girl who follows Jesus. Her parents are part of his disciple group. And she gets to experience him multiplying the bread and the fish. She watches him raise Lazarus from the dead. And in these encounters, she discovers who Jesus is. She she learns his names. So that was really my heart and the vision with this book is that it's a book that you would read again and again, that it would get richer with every reading and that it would open doors for storytelling between parents or grandparents and the children in their lives.
0: There's plenty of parents who are a little intimidated when they think about trying to really teach their kids about the Bible and about theology, you know, the big word, Mm -hmm. but uh, this resource can really come alongside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, can I tell you a story? Like read this book um, and, and then share a story from your own life. And we see this in scripture time and time again from deuteronomy to like some of the pistols of like we ought to be telling our stories Mm. to the next generation uh, because i'm I'm convinced that in every generation stories of god's faithfulness die because we don't pass it on Mm. like there are stories of my great-grandmother's who prayed for their fourth and fifth generation? Like they prayed for me. Mm. Part of of the richness and the harvest we're seeing in One Thing Alone Ministries, I think, is a direct impact of their prayers a hundred years ago. Mm. But those stories need passed down from generation to generation because those stories point to God's faithfulness.
0: Ashrita, have you heard much feedback yet from the book Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids? It's been out for a little bit here. What have you heard as far as the way that Jesus has used that in the? lives of kids and families
1: a lot of my readers bought this as a Christmas gift. So there's kind of that anticipation of like, oh, should we? so many of them have sent me pictures and videos of them reading it with their kids. Um, the kids kind of pointing out their favorite parts. There's this one spread where Jesus is in the temple. And I had a reader who emailed me a picture of her daughter with this picture. And the illustrations are just phenomenal. But Jesus is in the temple. He's overturning the tables. His hair is kind of like flying out in the anger against those who would abuse the innocent and the weak, those who would use their power to hurt Jesus' little lambs. And the name on the spread is Lion of Judah. Uh, there's this ferociousness in him. And the reader, this one particular one said, this is my daughter's favorite spread because she appreciated that Jesus sometimes got angry because she struggles with anger too. And she could identify in this way with like, oh, there's a whole range of emotions to Jesus. And um, it allowed her daughter to connect with Jesus in a new way. That then opened the door for conversations for like, how is Jesus' anger directed? It's not selfish anger. It's always on behalf of those who are being hurt. So what might God be doing in your heart as well? Um, so just so many stories like that where, where children will connect or relate to a different name of Jesus. And and my hope is that these 10 names really become a vocabulary of worship for these kids that um, gives them a solid foundation as they head into their teenage years and young adult years that Jesus would be the Prince of Peace. He would be the man of sorrows in in their sorrow. He would be the King of Kings when politics get crazy and they start voting and they're like, well, wh- what is happening here, that they would find comfort, that Jesus is the King of Kings over all. These names, I think, are such a gift that we can give to children in our lives. And I'm so excited. Every time I get a story or a photo or a video from a young reader, I'm like, this is the next generation. Hmm. And they are learning to worship and adore Jesus for who He is.
0: So before I let you go, I'm going to ask you one more kind of personal journey, spiritual journey question. I'm just curious, uh, you, you spoke earlier about being different ways creative ways that you can approach and spend time with Jesus, if you could only pick one out of the how much it's impacted your life personally, one pathway that you could engage, what would it be?
1: I think you stumped me. <laughs> man, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to take a cop out (laughs) and say, um, (laughs) I'll say worship. Mm. um, Because I think worship encompasses all of life. Mm. Worship is not just singing. I think Mm -hmm. we think of it as singing and we confuse worship and praise, but all of life. Is worship um, conversation. You know, on my way over, I, I left the gym. My my four year old is in the back seat. We're talking about things. I'm thinking ahead of like, okay, I have this interview. Talking to the Lord about it. Um, it, it, it I think worship encompasses prayer and scripture, meditation, and um, loving and serving others. All of life is worship. So I don't know. That's like a curveball. That that's going to be my cop <laughs> out on that one. <laughs>
0: Well, Asherita, we are so grateful that we were able to make it work out to have a conversation with you this morning. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your heart with us and pointing us to the joy of time with God. We are going to definitely want to have you back on the conversation again sometime. Thanks a lot for joining us today.
1: Oh, it would be my joy to be back. Thank you so much for having me on.